right, so explain the shots to me. So this is liquor, and this is a tiny glass. If you oh, pour the yeah, liquor please. into a tiny glass and drink it quickly, that's mm-hmm. a shot. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dweez Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. Did you guys hear the intro music? Yeah. You know what that means. Huh? It means shut the fuck up so I can intro the show. Uh, welcome back to the show, listeners. This is your football fantasy. You all know my voice. You love it. You've jerked off to it at least once. I'm Dweez Nuts, the hostess with the mostess. That's not right, because that makes me a lady. (laughs) The Big Wiz is back from India, and whatever the fuck else he's been doing. Just hanging out. Just not doing much. But I did bring some whiskey back. Trying to avoid your children. No, you didn't. I didn't. You just fucking told me you didn't bring any whiskey back. Well, I didn't bring it back this time. Pull the 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 fucking bottle down, and we'll drink it. Pull that down. Uh, Anyway, our guest host today... We're having a hard time coming up with a good nickname for him, because he's a wildly uninteresting human. Um, so we'll probably call you a lot of different things, right? Like I'm going to start, I'll introduce you as uh, Quack Attack. I say that because you have the Quack worst web toes I've ever seen in my life. The it's only web toes you've ever seen in your yeah. life. And you also like hockey. Oh yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, it smells like the other fucking Indian. <laughs> this smells like it's going to be the worst goddamn thing I've ever That's put in my mouth. Thank you. So we'll call, whatever, if, if, I, if I look at you and say a name, just respond, okay? How are you today? It, just say hello to the people. There's somebody listening, I'm sure. <laughs> hello to the to the five people listening to More this. Bullfrog, five. twenty-five. Bullfrog always listens. BDS. Nope. <laughs> Not allowed. He's banned. He's banned. He's got a lifetime ban. Is the doctor? We gave listening? him the death penalty. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Canada over there can make this happen. We he he's a fantasy football expert. Has been playing it for eight days. So he knows more than you do. Listen to everything he has to say. Let's start. Absolutely. With the news. This week in football. Oh, don't actually know how to... How do you say this guy's name? David Blau? Bluff? Blows. Blows? Blas? Yeah, but he doesn't, right? What do you... Oh, my God. First quarter... This is what I heard. First quarterback in NFL history to throw a touchdown on his first pass. Is that right? You know who told me that? Chin music over here. Did you did you think that the Bears defense was good? Because every single fucking one of us started the Bears defense in daily yeah. against the third string. That's not true. Quarterback. I started the Saints, but okay, three or four, seventy five percent of us did. But I thought the Bears passed defense, so it's great. And Mister David Blau tore the Bears to shit. He's yes. uh, apparently he's the starter now in Detroit, and he's not. He's going to probably be the starter now, right? Because Matthew Stafford's back is destroyed. It's just been shattered. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. He gave a very solid performance. You watched it. You watched mm-hmm. more of it than I did because I was cooking for your ass. And I appreciate you. And it was delicious. It was delicious. Tell the people how delicious... You're cooking his ass? Tell the people how yeah, delicious for, for his ass. Oh, that meal yes, was yes. real quick. They need to know how, uh, how I'm a many, many-sided... I would say human. half of the meal was absolutely delicious. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Question about David Blow Me. Is he worth a grab... On your fantasy league, is he worth a grab in single quarterback leagues? Uh, is he worth a grab in superflex leagues? The answer is yes, absolutely. Which one? I asked two Both. questions. I, I don't. I don't know what the rest of their um, schedule looks like. 
I'm guessing it's probably a little bit hard to probably go to Minnesota and Green Bay. Sure. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, Superflex, yes. I would. Def- I might pick him up because I played in Superflex League. I would. He has what the his, at least his wide receiver tandem is the lead or second in touchdowns. touchdowns. So I mean, the answer is yes. Why would you not be able to take a chance here? The answer is if you're in a one QB league. No, I hope you're not. I hope you're not. Why the hell would you ever do that? He is the third string quarterback for the Lions. He had one good, one good game against the Bears. Well, he's only ever had one game. Exactly. Exactly. He's been the thousand. He's been great. Who cares? Yeah. You got three more games left of playoffs. Well, so you say that you say that a doubt, but like Carson Wentz is there. Matt Ryan. Philip Rivers. Let's say Josh Allen, I guess. Let's say you drafted Philip Rivers, who is all of a sudden playing like a 45-year-old piece of shit. And everybody else in your league, every team has two quarterbacks. Maybe David Buck is... Or Jared Goff was drafted to be number one. Maybe Goff was drafted. Maybe there could be a scenario where it might make sense to put him on your roster. No. If the rest of your team has been injured, that is the only time that you should ever pick Stretch says don't touch him. Absolutely not. By the way... Mr. Canada's very tall. You guys should know that. What are you, six nine and a half? Six five. Mm-hmm. Are we just talking about his height or something else? Well, you're the big dick on this. <laughs> um, did I mention to you guys that we're in Studio C today? You probably heard the difference. The worst acoustics you've ever heard on a podcast. I'll try to fix it in post. But we are in Studio C, the premiere of Studio C. Yeah, for for sound it's pretty bad because there's no soft surface in here whatsoever. There's not even any. That, yeah, we can fix it. Well, you need to do something about that. Let's keep going with the news. Lots of news to talk about. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's going to be out again. Had another setback at practice. Who's the guy to pick up on this team in his place? Is it still Zach Pascal, or has he shown that he's been worthless in replacement thus far? It's probably Mr. Doyle, isn't it? With Ebron out. Ebron's out. We'll talk about that later. I kind of like Naheem Himes here as it might be pick up. Not bad. I don't know who, who they're – again, I don't know their schedule moving forward, but the Colts are an okay team. If you get out of peace, sure. Maybe he'll let me back soon, though. As was another hamstring. Hamstring. He's Hamstrings are bad. Hamstring. He did come back. back last week, and Absolutely. he re-injured it. Yes. Um, speaking of injuries, Delaney Walker, tight end from the Tennessee Titans, that people had been excited to see come back from this injury that's been going on and on and on. He's now on the IR. So, Johnny Smith had a couple of good games in relief. Anthony Ferkser scored a touchdown in two of the last however many games. Either of the guys, in, these guys, interesting as uh, tight end options going into the playoffs. If you want any kind of consistency, not Frickser, not at all. Definitely not Fricky. What about Johnny Smith? No. All right, fine. <laughs> that's fine. We can, that's fine. How about after the uh, big breakout week last week for Rashad Penny? I, I think I'm the only ranker that put Penny over Carson going into the season, which looks like it was probably a mistake. But Penny has a big week. Carson had a bad week last week. And, and Pete Carroll came out and said, look, I want a timeshare for these guys. I want them uh, both to be on the field. The fact is that there was nearly a 50-50 snap split last week. Do you buy it? Is Penny, who going into your waiver wire last week was 20% owned in Yahoo, is Penny worth having on your roster at this point? This is a team, this is a team that runs the ball second most in the league. By I think way. it – I'm not sure Penny's worth it. I think it just kills Carson. That's what I'll tell you. Yeah. Be yeah. tough for Carson. Yeah, could not agree more. Let's go back to the Colts then. Eric Ebron is on the IR. You mentioned it a minute ago. He and Jack Doyle, if you take their numbers and combine them, they're a top three tight end. They have the most tied for most touchdowns in the league between them. Um, it's a good position to have the tight end spot. 
on Jacoby Brissett's Indianapolis Colts. Do you think Jack Doyle is going to get as big of? Is he going to get all this work? Is he going to get enough of it that hey, all of a sudden he's going to be looked at as a top five going into the, your fantasy playoffs? Is this somebody who is legit? I would say yes. With you can T- quit streaming. T.Y. Hilton out of there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Your targets are limited now, so Jacoby Brissett's going to be stretched. He's absolutely going to go to Doyle more frequently now. Don't hate it. The Marlon. question though is, do they put enough points to make it actually relevant? Pull I mean, their, pull up their schedule for me. You pull up their schedule. So they play the Bucks next week. They'll put up a shit fuck load of points against the Bucks next week because they're terrible. Okay, that's good. Titans this week, Bucks next week, and that fact gets a bit harder. Saints, Panthers, and Jaguars, all pretty good defensively. Yeah, but the Saints pasty has been trash. Still, still top. I don't know half about, of the league, fifteen. Tight end. Um, and seventeen for Panthers. So I mean, I guess the bottom line is, it's for the next two weeks, it's phenomenal. After that, it drops off a little bit. In the tight end, I, I'm gonna say this, okay? In the tight end landscape, where you got obviously Ebron's out, Evan Ingram hasn't been on the field in God knows how many weeks. Gerald Everett's gonna be out again this week. Like, there are only a handful of tight ends worth owning in the first place. You take a few of these guys out to injury, and uh, yes, fucking yes, I put Jack Doyle on my roster and say. I'm not going to stream going into my fantasy playoffs. I'm just going to put this guy in week in and week out. Um, better uh, to me, he's he's a better play than like a Ryan Griffin. Not, I can't get behind that right now. We've seen Ryan Griffin do it for four games. Yeah, four Jeff games. had an entire season where he was a top five tight end two years ago. Mm-hmm. So what is it about Doyle that you don't like? Because he's white, you racist motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm not racist. That's Racist. That's racist. Like that? You recognize that voice? Yep. You'd probably get it wrong if I asked you which one of my children. <laughs> Let's talk about Ryan Griffin real quick. Speaking of the man. He's been phenomenal. Three yeah, years, $10.8 million dollar extension. I guess they're done waiting for Chris Herndon. Yeah. The, the unicorn? The, the I thought that was Martellus Bennett. Yeah, but I think there's a new unicorn Ooh, in town. Okay. No, Be- Bennett was a black unicorn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so Ryan Griffin's the guy? And just to clarify, I think Herndon's also a black unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Ryan Griffin's white. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't understand what you're saying. It's fine. Look, Ryan Griffin has scored five touchdowns on the year so far. That's pretty fucking great. Okay? The lead in the league is six touchdowns. Three guys have that. Each of them have around 70 targets. The thing about Ryan Griffin that concerns me is that he's only got 33 targets all year. So, yeah, he scored a few touchdowns, but this guy is not getting the opportunity. How many times a year do we got to say it's all about opportunity? Don't be fooled by a few big games or a short touchdown stretch. But Griffin plays at least the fucking Bengals this week. A terrible. Oh, sure, yes. The Bengals yeah, are trash. Yeah, we can all agree. Trash heap. I would like to bet you Jack Doyle versus Ryan Griffin's season, rest of season. Hang on. What does the rest of his season look like? Uh, you look that up. I'm looking at it. Stretch and I are going to take a shot. Stretch. Because let's get this going. You've named like six people. I don't even know what all these people are. Dolphins. Okay, that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's a good one. Ravens. Actually, not phenomenal defensively. Yeah, against well, the pass. They've had some very good defensive Steelers, yes. eight, and Bills are might be the best. So, are you taking that bet? Or are you going to bitch up? Um, I'll take that bet. It's a bet! Yeah! Likes to, likes to, he likes to do the drops along with the game of excellence there. Um, all right, so this is a really interesting piece, and I think we're going to talk about it right near the tail end of the show. It looks like now 
Now, um, Fangio is not saying outright that this is the case, but all signs point to Drew Locke, rookie. What was he, a first-round pick? What pick was he in the draft? Somewhere in the teens? Yeah, 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting his first start in Denver this week, playing against your L.A. Chargers. Uh, Drew Locke, who was on IR most of the season, came off, what, a week and a half ago? And he's probably going to get the start. What do we think about Drew Locke? His receiving options. Is Cortland Sutton, I've asked this a few weeks ago, is Cortland Sutton dead again to us, or do we still like him? What's the, what are we going to see with Drew Locke? I can't say it's going to be good because that team's been pretty below average at best. They've been terrible, actually, from, from a point standpoint. Yeah. Um, so, no, he's not going to be very good. If he comes out, can complete 60% of his passes, he had a great day. Yeah, especially in Denver. Especially in Denver. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing else. I'll tell you what, though. Worth watching. And so I'm in a, I'm in, my one Superflex league is a, is a 14 team league, and half the teams have three quarterbacks. Like, you can't get anybody. I picked up Drew Locke today, just in case. I mean, my quarterbacks are Ryan, Ryan, um, Fitzpatrick. I'm in third. Ryan, I have Patrick Mahomes, then I got Fitzpatrick. Kyle and, things have released yeah, for the, for the first bit, six weeks bit. of the season. And Kyle Allen. Those are my quarterbacks. Kyle Allen's very bad. So you've so just I've been streaming s- people left and right. I put Drew, no, I've been playing Fitzmagic and Mahomes whenever I could. I picked up Drew Locke just in case. Like, I'll take a dart throw on him in a deep league where you can't fucking access quarterbacks because you need them in a super flex. But I, I don't expect much. I expect to drop him after this week. Some big names that are probably returning this week that you've maybe been waiting for for some time. We saw Devonta Freeman back finally. Fuck, he's been on my IR spot in that same league for a few weeks. And he was okay. He was okay. He was okay. He put up points. I think he scored nine fantasy points and a half PPR. Adam Thielen might be back this week. I've been waiting for his ass for I've, I've got Adam on a few teams. Robert Woods is coming back. We didn't do much coming into his injury, but eh. Alshon Jeffrey, again, eh. But if you drafted him, you did it relatively high, third, fourth round. You want to see him back. So And you held on to him the entire year. And if you held on to him all year, then you're, you've been waiting for this moment, guys. He's going to be back, maybe. Uh, so interesting watches there. Hopefully we get healthy leading into the fantasy playoffs. Worst thing in the world is when your team's way fucking better than everybody else. But going into the fantasy playoffs, all your studs get hurt, and now you're streaming trash and you lose even though you didn't deserve it, any of it. It's that happening. happens all the time, though. It's not... happening to me right goddamn now. You probably didn't draft a very deep team then. No, I, no, I did not. See, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Well, I had my, my it's running... a 17-week season, my sunshine. My two running backs in this league were James Conner. Done, probably for the year. And Austin Eckler, who was great and still has good games, but he's no longer the starting back on his own goddamn team with Melvin Gordon back. Those are your two running backs. But Austin and Eckler- I won every game for the first half. Maybe Austin Eckler's still playable. Though. Yeah, oh yeah, he's Austin Eckler put was a top five or six yeah. back a couple of weeks ago. Um, all right, so that's our news. Let's move on. We have a long show. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. Is the drop voice turning you on at all? Are you getting a little hard over there, Chubber Chubison? Just a little bit of a chub. Half chub. Um, let's hear your stat of the week, Mr. Wiz. Stat of the week. Last show that you did, last time that we were actually, we had, we a, con- we had a contract. Whoever gets this first, the other takes a shot. So pour yourself. The last time home. we had a contract right now, which is a show-to-show basis. That's why I'm trying to resurrect some things this week. Please do. Um, you talked about how quarterbacks weren't of value. 
at least early drafting, yeah. early them on. Yeah, um, I was right too. But I wanted to bring some things up, some players that we talked about, at least from recommendations and YFF high rankings, low rankings, in between, and why things work and do not work. So we're pretty much, who am I? Okay. In 2018, I finished with 10 TDs. What, what, do we have a position? Wide receiver number 33, 66 targets, 43 receptions. Mike Williams. 65% catch rate. 2.5 receptions per game. Mike. That's terrible. Mike Williams. Terrible. And 184 points. That's Mike Williams. It is. No, Take you, a you're shot. right on that. In okay. 2019, wide receiver number 54. 54. 62 targets, 33 receptions, 53% catch rate. So just at least his receptions wise are at least on par for what he did last year. Yeah. Here's the difference. Zero fucking TDs. It's Zero. It's all about that end zone, baby. Um, YFF, consensus ranking, number 13. Yes. Bad. Bad. Um, your, YFF means your football fantasy. That was our consensus ranking going into the year. I expected him to score more touchdowns than zero because I expected his quarterback to play like, like a football player, not like a. The only thing I'll sit there and say that that should have been a flag for us. You're talking about QBU when you're doing that. We had five, five starting quarterbacks in the league this year at one point. Sure. At one point in time. The only flag you can count Russell Wilson as a quarterback. The flag should have been this. 4.3 receptions per TD. It was ridiculous. It was unsustainable. Unsustainable. Okay, who am I? In 2018, I was number 34 quarterback. Only played seven games, 99 completions. I threw 1,201 yards. You expect us to get the number 30. I rushed for 695 of those. And I had six TDs in the air and five TDs in the ground. Josh Allen. In 2019, you're up there, Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. 2019, I knew knew exactly how many rushes I am the number one player in football. In fantasy football, I am, I've only gone 11 games, obviously, 200 completions, 2,400 yards, 900 on the ground. Lamar Jackson. 24 TDs in the air and 6 TDs on the ground. Ones. You can you feel free to take a schnapp shot. Yeah, I'm I'll take this one. YFF consensus. Thank you. Number 19. Low. Oof. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You did Last not tell but not least, there you go. You did not tell me about this part of the podcast. One more. Tell me if you get this one right. Hopefully, left this part out. I told you to be taking shots. Yeah. Tell me if you get this one right. Number tw- in twenty eighteen, I was running back number fifteen. I had sixteen games. I had a thousand yards, fifteen receptions out of eighteen targets. Fucking nothing in twelve TDs. Fifteen receptions out of twenty. Tar- was it Derrick Henry? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. I am the number five running back. Yeah, he's been eleven nasty. games, nine hundred ninety-one yards. Fucking again, his 10, yards per touch are way better. Fourteen than receptions, else. nothing again, but ten TDs and two in the in the air. He had another seventy-five yard touchdown last week. You just want to watch it? Well, guess what? I'm point number three. Same here. shit as the ninety-five yarder last year. Point number three here. He destroys fucking Jacksonville. Yes, he, he does. Did, this is where you got your heart broke last year. Yeah, same and you got thing. hit on by that straight guy. We both got hit on. He. Great story we've told the show many times. Please we'll tell you. Me. We'll tell you off the air because the listeners have heard it in now. YFF consensus number twenty-two running back. So so yeah, we're okay at this. <laughs> you you can cherry pick all you want, but like we've got plenty right. We'll see. But I, I think that's what I was going to go with. You know, you made that statement last week or two weeks ago, just about how valuable quarterbacks and how they were not. And you brought up some random players and you said I how bad they were. The top five quarterbacks on the year this year is what I picked. That's not random. Hey.
And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Here are your. I'm gonna give you choices. You pick one of these stories, and I will tell you the details for dumb shit this week. We got the first story that I'm calling "Adult Diapers in the Big Easy." That one really turns me on. Like the second stories mm-hmm. that would be kiwi sperm. And the third story here that you can choose from is vitamin D butt chugging. See, I think all three of these are pretty good titles. I'm, I'm, I don't what enjoy the fact that you gave us all three of these. I'm great yeah. at... Wonderful titles. I'm great at titles. Okay, if, if you had to eliminate one, which one would you pick? No, this is up to you guys. Well, I'm going to go with A or yeah. C. Vitamin D butt chugging also sounds very interesting. I already know what A is going to be. All right, well then don't pick it. Then we're going to go with C. Vitamin D butt chugging. Vitamin D butt chugging. Okay, so guys, this is a um, this is a craze that that health nuts worldwide are um, starting to pick up. And by health nuts, I mean like the nutty part of health nuts. People are starting to do this. A lot of a lot of Hollywood's elite are starting to do this uh, as well. They're calling it perineum sunning. Now, if you don't know what a perineum is, uh, it's 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 your asshole, okay? So the idea is you go outside for 15 minutes a day on a sunny day, you spread eagle and pull your cheeks apart to let your literal anus deplete. soak in the sun for 15 minutes so that you can absorb vitamin D from the sun at a much higher rate. You know how, like, if you really want to get drunk, you you enema some schnapps up your pooper? No, I've never tried that. You? Okay. Nope, not familiar with that. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> you can, rub, you can rub some coke in your beehole, and that'll be real good, too. really sucks it up. So, so we've got people around the world today. Um, sitting outside, buttholes to the sky, soaking up the sun, uh, and apparently it has a lot of health health benefits. So I suggest, I suggest the next time you get a chance on a sunny day, get that perineum out. See, when you say around the world, I think one place that this might be happening is yeah. just California. It's California. Only California. And this is probably isolated instances where one guy really hates his neighbor. No, 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 no. He's just sitting there. Fucking bare ass to the sun. No, there are there are mooning his neighbors. For there are health experts that are doing these things. They're they're writing articles about it. There's programs that people are building about it. Metaphysical Megan, for example, she's a she's a. You want to see a picture of her? <laughs> this is met. This is this is uh, Metaphysical Megan, right? She's got she's a, a social media superstar with millions of followers. She yeah. There's her seen her before. Perineum. <laughs> You've Sunday. seen that before? Well, no, no, not that. Oh. Seen her before. She looks exactly like you'd expect. Looks like her skin is. I just bet her butthole is off fucking. Her body. What happens if you lay out there a little bit too long oh. and you burn the? Butthole? Then your next bowel movement yeah, like, is going to be a doozy. At what point like, does your asshole get burnt? Oh, That's absolutely. Why well, no? But like for how? Like absolutely. Well, they say ten to fifteen minutes, and you're good. But my asshole's never if seen I'm the sunlight. If yeah. I'm outside for 10 to 15 minutes without my shirt on, I'm a fucking lobster. Right. So just imagine the next time you go to wipe yeah. after you wipe your butt after. Well, you don't have to wipe perineum. your butt, sir. That's you fancy true. ass have a, a super bidet. You got a bidet? Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy. Greatest experience of your entire life changes your entire life. I'd say the only place I've used a bidet was in Thailand. India. Yeah. I, no, like uh, it. I wouldn't uh, use an Indian <laughs> bidet. <laughs> a lot of bacteria there. Hey, let's take a shot. There's bacteria everywhere. Let's take a shot for the bee hole. Vitamin D chugging. <sighs> I gotta try something new then. Yeah, why don't you pull down that? Why don't you, actually? What do you got? Let's save that for the next one because I've already. I only can only do a couple more. What do you mean you can only do a couple more? Why are you bitching? Can you give me the early times? Absolutely. Early times. God, that sounded good. Nope. I should sing more. You guys, poor. You're very slow at it. I'm gonna do the next drop. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Kind of sweet. Kind of shitty. So that's our drop for um, Three in the Pink, Two in the Stink, which is a brand new fantasy football game invented by yours truly, championed by this podcast. Never heard of it before. I haven't heard of it. Well, if you want to play next year, you can have two teams for five bucks. Two teams for $55. All right. Um, So a quick, (laughs) in essence, it's a pre-draft draft day value game. So in essence, what you're doing is you're taking three guys that you think are their actual season long value is a lot higher than where they're being drafted. So it's basically you saying you know better than the masses. Um, and then you're taking two guys, hence three of the pink, two in a stink, that yeah. you think are being drafted way higher than their actual value is. And then we track that value versus their ADP ad- average draft position over the course of the season. Uh, and you get points. The more, the, the, the better you do, the more positive points you get. The worse you do, the more negative points you get. So let me run this down for you real quick. Right now, here are the top three in our league. We have 28 players this season. It's only our, our second season trying. Right now at number three, Jake's fantasy blog had a bad week, drops down to number three from number two with a positive 379 points so far in the season. After the highest scoring week of his year and the highest score on the week, the Big Wiz jumps from seventh to second with a 391. He had 127 positive points this week alone. And instead of the very goddamn top, wait, just... To reiterate, second place has 391 points. At the very top of this list would be yours truly, Dwee's motherfucking nuts. Who? With 763 points in the positive. Y'all suck. That's what I'm saying. Let's take a shot, and then I'll tell you who's who's bad at this game. Yeah. It's interesting. You'll like it. What? Let me hanging? Come on. Don't let me hanging. Bottom three goals like this right now. Third from the bottom would be the Cave of Excellence at a negative 207. She closed her eyes and pointed at the list. <laughs> but there's two teams worse than her. Ash Goddard, who I think came in either last or second to last last year, is second to last now with negative 415 points. And the good Ooh. goddamn doctor, who chose Derrick Henry in his uh, 10-foot pole position, and Dante Pettis in, in his, I think it was uh, just a tip, maybe it would have been uh, half-shaft position, he's got a negative 586 Right now, and that's not going anywhere anytime soon because, as you pointed out earlier, Derrick Henry's playing well. And Dante Pettis had seven snaps last week. He's terrible. Seven yeah. snaps. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's bad. He's wow. bad. I've we've I have we have we dropped him yet in Dynasty because I've dropped him everywhere else. I uh, we probably should. I think we're. You want the consensus on that one? Because he was also really high on ours. <laughs> Couple of notes from the week. Look, Amari Cooper is the one that did it. This is the reason that you and I both had really high scores. I had a positive one twenty. Mark Cooper was wide receiver 99 last week because he had zero catches. Totally shut down by the New England Patriots. Uh, he scored us a positive 86. You know, the the uh, car guy has him as his uh, uh, balls deep. How'd that go for him? Not well. That's why you jumped over him. <laughs> this, this week, week 12, had the most positive scores in any week so far this season. So good on you guys. Now... We're going to start our actual show, look at week 13, talk to you about who we like, who we don't like, maybe make a couple more bets, but before we do any of that, it's time for a shot of some Indian whiskey. Pour us up and I'll play the drop. That, oh, he's, this is, you know, at end of the, this is, he's the next big thing. 
So that drop comes to us from the good doctor, last place in uh, Three in the Pink, Two in the Stink. He has a hard time speaking sometimes, and he guest hosted on the show once, and I'm sorry, listeners, I subjected you to that. Hey, let's try this. Black and white, is that what it's called? Black and I'm sure this is real good, guys. Should have taken it first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fine Indian grain. Burns the whole mouth. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That just tastes like liquid smoke. It gets worse worse and worse. Just like Uh, fucking... like it's what? something in the air in India that makes the whiskey get worse and worse as you let it sit. Oh, oh. it's terrible! Oh my god! <laughs> Would you say it's worse than Blender's Pride? Oh, uh, the aftertaste is terrible. This is black and white <laughs> blended Scotch whiskey from James Buchanan, and distilled in India. India. All right, let's talk studs here. Oh, so, in case you've forgotten, in the week that we took Ooh. off. We're just going to take a guy that we think at various positions is going to do the best out of everybody in the league. This. Week, uh, so take it to the goddamn bank. With you've got quarterbacks, and I think you're you have an interesting choice here. A very interesting choice here. I think there's a lot of options here. Um, oh, this there are a shitload of options here. Mm-hmm. All the top quarterbacks have great matchups. I'm not sure I like all. Of, I think they're, they've I, actually someone I didn't list. I think it's worth mentioning here is Aaron Rodgers. I like his matchup mm-hmm. against the Giants. is a really good matchup. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sam Darnold here, folks. This is a dark horse. And I realize this also could be can't get it up or uh, a flex option, kind of in a weird sort of way. Yeah, we don't. He's super bored, flex it. But here's the point here, default. folks. He's had 31 points in two of his last three outings, 21 points in less in his last five outings or more. Bengals have allowed seven of eight quarterbacks to score at least 21 points, and the Bengals defense gives up an average 23.4 points per game to quarterbacks. It's just a good matchup. Everything about the matchup screams go for it. It says go for it. And, and honestly, I don't like Mahomes this week, and I don't like Lamar Jackson. The one I do like is Rodgers. So to me, Donald might be on par with Rodgers, at least for me. You don't like Mahomes against Oakland? Mahomes, the 23rd Mahomes is another defense? one. Yeah, you're right on that. Yes. Uh, come on. No, you're, I, I agree with you. Mahomes, Mahomes might be the... the I love the Sam Donald pick. But how, how has Mahomes been? Yeah, he's been okay. He's been okay. Exactly. He's been okay. Here's a fucking the lock of the century in our running back stud. Hit us with it. As interesting as quarterbacks Spider-Man. were. No. What? Long nips. Yeah, okay. All right. As interesting as quarterbacks were, running backs is are not that interesting. No. Christian McCaffrey this week. Does it? Yeah, no no arguments here. You're going up against the bottom 10 rush defense in the Washington Redskins with an interim head coach. There's absolutely no argument here. It's Christian McCaffrey every day. McCaffrey, tell me that. McCaffrey leads in rushing yards, uh, pass uh, reception attempts, touchdowns, yards per touch. He leads in like every fucking category. Folks, when he goes up against good defenses, it's 80 yards on the ground and 80 yards receiving. He puts, gives you 140 yards on, against tough teams. It's wait, wait, against Washington. Wait, 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 wait. 160 yards. 80 plus 80. That's <laughs> why he pulls fire alarms. It doesn't... <laughs> yeah, here's the point. He's that fucking good. He's so good. Yes. That's a, that's a question. Yeah. That's an easy fucking pick. It's no argument. Do you know he cost $11,000 in FanDuel this week? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, a, it's the right price, though. Um, I went the way of Wiz here for my... Stud of the week, and I, this might be the ballsiest call I've made in a long time on the show. For my wide receiver stud, I'm picking Cooper Cup. Now, if you own Cooper Cup, 
you're probably throwing something at your speakers right now. I mean, you have been so pissed off at this guy's complete fucking lack of production over the last three weeks. He, do you know that he was a number two fantasy wide receiver halfway through the season? Is it Cooper Cup's issue or is it bigger than it's Cooper Cup? Jared Cup. fucking Goff's issue is uh, what it is. And McVay's issue. Jared goddamn Goff. McVay has not called good plays either. Now, let me tell you why I think Cooper Cup has his bounce back week. And in fact, why I think Jared Goff has his get right week this week. So, so the Rams are playing Arizona. We know that the Cardinals defense is not very good. Um, this is the first week in a lot of weeks that that three-headed monster of, the, of a wide receiver room are all going to be playing Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. It became very evident very early on that Cooper Cup thrives when those two guys are on the outside and he gets to do his thing in the slot with minimal safety help, right? That's what he needs. He needs that support on the outside. And when those three guys are in the game, talent-wise, ability-wise, they're, they are right up there, if not the best Three receiver tandem in the league. Uh, production, we'll see. They were great early on, but we'll see. Talent wise, it's hard to argue against them. Look, Arizona is not, like I said, not a very good defense. Debo Samuel went for 135 yards receiving against them last year. Um, he gets to, Cooper Cup does, gets to face against slot corner Kevin Peterson this oh, week. Oh, Justin's long lost brother. Yeah. Kevin Peterson, look, Kevin Peterson's a third year guy and he has played Five games in his entire career. They've all happened this year. Three of them early. Two of them in the last two games. This is not a seasoned professional. Cooper Cup is a great route runner. That You, you still taste it. Um, I, I, I like everything about this. You know, one of the issues that Jerry Goff has come late in the season, happened last year, happens again this year, is as the weather starts to turn, he starts to get worse and worse. He's a California boy. He's never left fucking Southern California. Uh, they play in Arizona this week. Weather is not an issue. I think this is the op. If it's going to happen for for Jared Goff and for Cooper Cup and for Todd McVay, this is the week that it's going to happen against Arizona. Well, the other reason I like this pick though is because that Arizona does not know how to stop anyone. They just they, they know how to put up points. They just try to score out. Yeah, they score try to score you. So I, I I do like this. I think McVay. This probably helps McVay a little bit, and Cooper Cup should be a recipient of that. So I think it's a good pick. I fucking hope so because he's been kicking my ass all over the place. Where I have Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen as my two receivers, I thought it was great going into the season. It's not been great lately. Well, even even in our dynasty league, when we had Cooper Cup and Godwin early in the year, they were one two. <laughs> yeah, halfway it was, through the it season. was easy to fucking win. All right, let's go on to the next bit. What's the matter? Big boy can't get it up. All right, baby, hit us. Who's your can't get I'm up? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be bold this week and say Tyreek Hill. Please do. Tyreek Hill is coming off of a sprained hamstring two weeks ago. There's 0% chance that he's going to come out and have a good game. You can sprain your hamstring? You can sprain you your can hamstring. You can sprain anything. Sprain means you sprain. injured it but didn't tear it. Didn't, didn't tear break it. it. Yeah, that means Sometimes, pulled. I yeah. pulled my hamstring. Yeah, they called it a sprained hamstring when they were talking about it. So, therefore, I'm going to call it a sprained hamstring. Mm-hmm. Either way, doesn't matter. Oakland's on the road. Oakland's been 1-4 on the road this season, losing by an average of 13 points. Derek Carr throughout his entire career is 0-4 when it's under 40. It's going to be under 40 degrees in Kansas City this weekend. There is not a chance that they're going to take a chance with Tyreek Hill. They need him for the playoffs. They need him. They need his deep threat to get 60 yards on a single throw and get a touchdown. They're going to play it cautious with him. 
he's not going to get that much time. Gutsy. I like it. Gutsy. He might come out as a, Absolutely. As a diversion. We've seen Absolutely. stud wide receivers do this all the time. Try Absolutely. to open up the running game by diversion tactics. Quick question here. Is Andy Reid's offense in general one of the hardest to predict? I don't know that it's one of the hardest to predict. It's one of the hardest to defend, but it's not the hardest to predict. It's not like they come out every week with a different okay, game plan. Let's go like three years ago. when They started 6-0 and they went 0-6. Mm-hmm. They limp it in the playoffs. They lose. Yeah. Patrick not- Mahomes starts fucking the best quarterback again forever. Disappears again. And he gets hurt. Can't come back. And he puts up one touchdown a week. Tyreek Hill is a direct recipient of how good this offense is. He's been average at best. I mean, it's bold. It's a bold pick, but it's... I don't mind it. It's not a bad pick. It's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's, so he's alternated between stellar. Yeah. And not so great because he's one deep ball and all of a sudden he's just got That's the danger of picking him as a can't get it that, up. Exactly. But because that, he only needs one. Yes. But they're going to play cautious. It's a hamstring. I was talking to, I was talking to Cave here recently about, about these guys who are just so far, players in the NFL get faster and faster and faster. And there's two or three of them in the league right now that, they're too fast for their own fucking hamstrings. Will Fuller's one of them. Mm. Too goddamn fast for their own hamstrings. They run through hamstrings once every few games. Like, it's ridiculous. The muscle's got to catch up. Wiz, who's your can't get it up? Speaking of bold. I'm going to go bolder. Ooh, I'm bold going to get. take Lamar Jackson. Yes, I said Lamar Jackson. God's gift. He's going against San Fran, folks. San Fran is a fucking phenomenal defense. It's one of the best defensive lines in the game. It's the one... The number two defensive overall, only behind the Patriots, they give up 14.8 points per game. There's a lot of reasons why I like this. One, they only give up five rushing TDs. They have a very fast linebacking court and a very good defensive line, and they have good enough defensive backs to stick with these guys. Um, only against the Patriots, he had, he, gave up, he had 63 yards rushing and two rushing TDs. He didn't do that. We only had 129 yards and one TD in the air. And I think the, the San Fran defense can put this to bed and figure out Lamar Jackson. I go against Lamar Jackson. I think there's better players elsewhere. Well, so, so like the way he plays the game is like he'll run, but if a defense comes in and, and shuts down the run like they did on Thanksgiving, right? He'll throw five touchdown passes, right? So you're saying, what you're saying here I think is San Francisco is built to beat him because they've got the back end coverage skills. Mm-hmm. And they can spy him with a linebacker and keep him from running all over the goddamn place. I mean, I mean, he, he is similar to Michael Vick, and we saw teams do this. Michael Vick again, very very talented player, right? Very talented, without a doubt. Yes. Question is, is once you play a good enough defense that can match up and take away take yeah. away part of this game, it's all yeah. about the matchups. Correct. Yeah. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. You, you you take the strong rushing defense, you take the strong passing defense. It takes out the quarterback every day of the week. Correct. There's no option there. Absolutely. He's oh. going to have a bad week. I mean, I, 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 look, I'm playing San Francisco's defense. <laughs> and I got real scared when I saw this coming up a few weeks ago. But I decided not to do anything about it and let it go. Because I don't disagree. I think this is a team that might be built to best handle or at least limit. I don't think Lamar Jackson gets shut down. No, not going to shut him down. But we're going to limit well, him. We're going to limit him. Yeah. Fred, have you, have you seen Fred Warner play the last five weeks? No. He's been phenomenal. Okay. He's sideline to sideline. He might be one of the best linebackers in the game right now. Okay. That's what you need. That's what you need against him. Uh, so y'all went bold. I did not go bold. I picked what seems to me the most obvious option for can't get it up. That's going to be Chris Carson this week. Talked about it earlier last week. Uh, when Penny came in and started playing well, we looked at a 54 to 46% uh, snap split. Obviously, Carson had the slight edge there, but 
Penny out carried Carson 14 to 8. I think it was 3 to 1 in passing targets, but Penny out touched Carson the whole way here, both because uh, he had a better game and uh, because, look, in my opinion, Pete Carroll's not an idiot, right? Pete Carroll understands that, like, this is a running team. Chris Carson is a big reason why they're doing well and they need him in the playoffs. So if you've got somebody like Penny that can come play, why not lighten Carson's load over the last quarter of the season? You know, he's been getting how many fucking touches a week? Lighten that load over the last quarter of the season so he can be fresh. Right now you've got Rashad Penny's fresh legs. Bring him in. Play him. Give Carson the rest. Even if it's just a 50-50 split, that's a big rest for Carson. Get your team ready for the playoffs. Pete Carroll is a good coach. He's a smart coach. He makes decisions like this, which is why I think what happened last week is a sign of things to come over the next four weeks. I think it's just going to happen. Uh, now, Minnesota, even if Carson does come in and play the bulk, let's say he gets 65% of the work, Minnesota's a great rush defense, right? Fifth right now against backs. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Ezekiel Elliott comes in 20 carries for 47 yards. I bring up that specific one because when I watch Zeke run and I watch Chris Carson run, these are very similar backs, similar styles, similar running games between Zeke's a hell of a lot better. I didn't say he's not better. I said it's they, they are similar. They're similarly sized backs, similar speed. Uh, everything they do is similar. I think Minnesota's built to stop Chris Carson in the run game. I think Pete Carroll is willing to sit Chris Carson on the bench more often than usual. And I think Rashad Penny, with his fresh legs, is willing to come in here and uh, outperform Carson for a few weeks, which all says to me, sit Chris Carson. Don't just don't just manage expectations. I agree. If with I've you. got Carson, I'm sitting him. I agree with you to the point of you saying that that Pete Carroll's a good coach and will sit him just because he's a good coach wants to rest his best players. Good coaches, as you can see, over time do not rest their best players. They just don't. Belichick doesn't rest his best players. He keeps putting them out there. Yep. He, that's just what they do. Um, the difference here, though, that I think where you do stand a chance is, is Penny is he's rested. He's got Penny he's, went what seventeen for one hundred and twenty-seven yeah. yards, he's, or thirteen for one hundred twenty-seven yards last he's week. He's got no tread on the tires. None. There's a good chance he comes in here and does outperform Carson. That's what I think you do have going for you. I, I think everything I said was right. Yep. Do you have a good Canadian story? Where are you from? I'm from North Carolina. He's from Canada. But we're in Canada. No, no, I'm not actually Canadian. Manitoba. Oh, nice. No, my uh, dad's side of family. Yeah, my entire dad's side of the family is from Nova Scotia. So tell me a dirty, story. <laughs> tell me a dirty, careful, careful. Tell me a dirty Canadian story. <laughs> so you like not sheep. a fucking do like sheep? You're thinking Ireland? That's not Nova Scotia. There's no sheep in Ireland or in uh, Nova Scotia. Uh, I meant to replace the women. Y- are there yak? Uh, are there yak up there? <laughs> yeah, what is up there? What do you do? Well, oh, there's no women. What do you? No, what there's you play there's nothing up there. There's trees. So you that's fuck a tree. You fuck a tree. You got to fuck a tree over some of the other. So you drill a hole and what do you? Insects. You know look, why do you look, think Canadians are so fond of maple my, syrup? Yeah, <laughs> It's sap season, baby. It's sap season. Absolutely. It gets a little it sticky down there. It adds the lubricant. Dude, I bet that would burn, you burn your pee hole a lot. Well, you don't get we it talked about pee holes. We talked about burning pee holes the other day. Absolutely, we've talked about burning pee holes, but maple syrup, you don't, you don't, it doesn't go up the pee hole normally. Uh, listeners? I don't understand how wide your pee hole is, but that's I have, not a, a I have an extraordinarily problem. wide urethra. All right, Are well, you there's sure? your problem. I do, yeah. Hide your kids. The boys are flex trafficking again. Let's talk flex trafficking. I'm going to go first because here's a guy that, as you heard with our um, consensus rankings, I think, we certainly never expected to be talking about in the flex spot. 
That both because in the beginning of the year we had high expectations, and then after a few yeah. games we had extraordinarily low expectations. I had to clean my screen here. Wolfpack even dropped this guy a few weeks ago. <laughs> this is Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is a nice flex play this week. Andy Dalton is no longer the quarterback of this team. Let me give you some splits. Um, Andy Dalton will be the starter this week, just to clarify oh, this. Oh, shit, will he? Yes. I did not read that. I'm still going to give you the splits because I did the research. Eight games with Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon, 15 <laughs> touches per game, 40 yards rushing per game, 3.16 yards per carry, not a damn rushing touchdown. After Dalton left, who was it then, Driscoll? Uh, no, no, Finley. No, Finley, Ryan Finley, because they cut Driscoll right before the season started. 22 touches per game, 93 rushing yards, 4.43 yards per carry, and he, and he scored one rushing touchdown, which isn't a ton. Um, I get maybe Dalton's coming back, but uh, maybe at the same time, this team has realized that Joe Mixon is worth getting touches. Now, they do get to have to play the New York Jets this week. The New York Jets, that's a tough That's a tough matchup for a running back. They they haven't given up 35 yards on the ground since week 8 when Leonard Fournette came to town, and they've only had one 100-yard rushing game on the year, but they're pretty beatable through the year, averaging 45 yards per game, two backs in the passing game all season long. I know Giovanni Bernard is still there, but He's getting less and less work. Had an injury scare a couple of weeks ago. Mixon has that skill set. We've seen him have that skill set. He and Gio are about neck and neck for targets this year, which is an embarrassingly low 22 and 23 targets on the year. But we saw Mixon over the last three weeks do pretty well. I think he had 118 yards and a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's Mixon's time finally here late, late, late in the season for the good doctor's sake. Dalton or no Dalton, I'm sticking with Joe Mixon as my flex guy. On the week. I feel it's an in-between pick here, folks. Um, Dalton is absolutely going to be back. Why? Uh, because I think they realize that Finley is that bad. Okay? He's not David Blows. Blah. Blah. Yeah, him too. Bluff. Um, here's the problem with Mixon. The biggest problem with Mixon. And, and Taylor. We talked about early. If Taylor would follow, follow McVeigh at all, they would run the ball. They just don't give Mixon the ball and Yeah, but he's a quote McVeigh coaching tree, right? Uh, you're right. You're supposed to do exactly what your genius mentor did. Go above that. It's actually the Shanahan coaching tree. What do they do? They run the run fucking the ball. ball. What does fucking Taylor not do? Throw he throws it so much. Dude. He throws that's all he fucking does. The bad fucking receivers. He's got bad he's got a terrible offensive can I line. Switch, so with Dalton back, can I switch it to Tyler Boyd? Because Tyler Boyd was great. Tyler Boyd might be a better pick here. Seriously, that's a better pick. I'm going to go give you guys mine. It's a little bit uh, simpler. It's A.J. Brown. Mm, love him. A.J. Brown with Tennessee Titans. Since Tannehill's taken over, A.J. Brown has had three games of at least 12 points or more. That's 50, 50% of the time, at least, when Tannehill is there. Tannehill's put up 23 points in five of those weeks, folks. That's the interesting part here is Tannehill's put up points. A.J. Brown's a good recipient here. Brown has outpaced Corey Davis. Corey Davis, the number at one point, I think he was the number nine or ten overall pick in the first round at one point. Um, Brown has outpaced him in three of those five games. So, so to me, Brown, we said it before in in this show that he is the better overall receiver. He's faster. He's stronger. He's the better player. Over those five games, he has more targets, more TDs, and more yards. The Colts have given up twenty-one points to QBs, including Foles and Watson. I just think there's a good opportunity with A.J. Brown that he does go for 15, 20 points in one of those, you know, 80, 80 yards, 8 receptions, and a TD. 
interesting fact about Ryan Tannehill, who I like. You may remember when he first came in, I was like, go pick up all those receivers because who knows what will happen. Since week seven, which is about when he started, right? Number two quarterback in fantasy points per game. He's obviously behind Lamar Jackson. Number two in fantasy points per game. He's a three overall because they had a buy in there. But that's obscene. No one, no one would know that game. stat. Seriously, no. Are you fucking serious? I mean, like that's insane. That's insane. insane. So yes, take his pieces and AJ Brown. I, I put it in my waiver wire article this last week. AJ Brown is the guy you need going forward because his schedule is easy. For here to the fantasy playoffs, but it's not only that the fantasy championship, and he's been getting it. But done. but he's a better receiver. Yes, he is. So like we we all agree, Tannehill's a great good option, and the best piece of that is AJ Brown for sure. Absolutely. So that goes to me. So Dee Dee Deed Westbrook Deed Westbrook fucking Canadian fucking of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We pronounce E's differently. Absolutely, we pronounce it correctly. Going up against the second worst pass defense in the league in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So bad. Absolutely, bottom of the barrel. Drop them. They give up the fourth most TDs in the league. Nick Foles is back in the lineup. He's thrown for two. Over 250 yards, almost 300 for the last two games that he's been in there. There's massive upside potential there. They're gonna, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, Jameis Winston is gonna give it the ball three, maybe four interceptions. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe eight. <laughs> maybe fumble the ball a couple times just for absolutely just to keep up with his quota. Quick, so quick. no way he's not gonna have a good day. Quick question: When you go out on the long road, absolutely. Uh, any concern for DJ Shark? DJ Shark is the guy here, but DD Westbrook has been quietly good in good games. He's, he's, been, he's been quietly outpacing him numerous times. Question is, I think DJ Shark's a better receiver. Good. Yeah, DJ Shark is a better receiver and a better fantasy play and a better everything, but he's not a flex guy. Exactly. Okay. If you're going deep, right. if you're going deep, DD Westbrook, Westbrook has been has had a pretty good yeah, way over Dwayne's head right. Dwayne's nuts his head right now. <laughs> He's hit, he doesn't go deep. That's true. That's true. He just look. Didi's had, he stretches the edges. He does not go. To the, the thing that Didi has over DJ Shark on the season, and you can verify this if you want, but he's got a he's got a good floor in. Oh, fair, absolutely, fair absolutely, match. great floor, great floor. play. Didi West. Too many for opportunities floor. for it in my mind. His his ceiling is nowhere near Shark's ceiling. Yeah. but mm-hmm. Didi Westbrook has a good floor. Mm-hmm. Use it. Yeah. All right, and you have the upside potential. Potential in a game like this, you fuck. Yeah, you have, have a lot of fucking upside potential. Now that's a stream. Um, let's continue that conversation you just started with the Jacksonville Jaguars. My Jeez. streaming quarterback of the week is Nick Foles. In fact, uh, I picked up Nick Foles this week, and I'm starting him over Deshaun Watson, who has New England's incredibly stout defense. Uh, I feel really good about that. I feel good about keeping Nick Foles on my roster for the rest of the fantasy season as somebody that you can stream from your own roster. You said it. Tampa Bay's garbage. Second worst against quarterbacks. They're averaging giving up three passing touchdowns every single week since their bye in week seven. That's on average. Russell Wilson threw for five against them for fuck's sake. Um, Foles, now I know last week, Foles has not played two games, did not score last week against Tennessee, but that is a tougher defense. But he did, as you said, he went for 270 yards or more in each of the last... Is black and white coming up? Two st- yeah, it did a little bit. <laughs> 270 yards in each of those last two starts, so he's he's got some volume there. Tampa Bay is not the Tennessee Titans defense. He's not going to keep him out of the end zone. No way. This is 
Nick Foles' first home game since his return. I know that he didn't ha- like Jacksonville is not necessarily a place that he's played a lot as a player, but they got the home field advantage with helps, which helps. Right now, this game, this Jacksonville Tampa Bay game is the second highest over under in Vegas, 49 points. So if you want a quarterback in a game anywhere, you want a quarterback in a game that's going to score. Did you buy into that? A lot of points. Vegas is fantastic at setting lines. So yes. Yeah. And you might be you might be cautious yeah. here. He's only thrown for two touchdowns since he come back. I'm not worried two about two games, I'm, two touchdowns. I'm not worried about not that. Because look, I just find Jacksonville a really Jacksonville a hard team to pick against. Like they're, uh, to predict, predict. Oh, oh. they seem harder to predict than they are because Gardner Minshew was in there. He was good just about every fucking yeah. game. Uh, and yes, Jacksonville got the shit kicked out of him last week by Tennessee. Um, that I, I don't see that happening again. I mean, they may get the shit kicked out of them by Tampa Bay. They're going to score points, and it's not the thing about Tampa Bay is you're going to score points against them, but your running backs are not going to do a goddamn thing because their run defense is strong as fuck. Okay, like that's us, yeah. the only strength of that defense, and it's a it's a great. I think they're the second or third toughest rush defense in the league. So watchfuls. I mean, the coaching staff is going to throw the run plays off the fucking play card. For this game, they're going to have to try to keep up with Tampa Bay that can score pretty much as often as they can turn the ball over. Um, so, so go for it. And I, and I said a minute ago, I want Foles on my team rest of season. His, his opponents are Tampa Bay this week, the Chargers, who have not been good against the pass, Oakland, who has been trash against the pass, and Atlanta, Who's who has worse. been worse than all of those teams outside of Tampa Bay against the pass. He's a guy that pick him up and he may be uh, one of these dudes that gets you into your fantasy championship. I like it. It's good. I'm taking the tight end position this week. I'm going with Ryan Griffin. Not Peter, Ten point but Ryan Griffin. Dollars. Ryan Griffin, that folks. Um, he's playing against Cincy this week. In his last five games, he's got for 10 points or more, including four TDs in, in five of those weeks. That's fucking phenomenal. My start of the week, folks, that was Sam Darnold. I, we just said it earlier. Pick up the pieces when you think the points are going to be there. And Ryan Griffin's one of those pieces. Bengals are getting up three TDs in four games of tight ends. In terms of streamers, I'm pretty sure in the tight end position, it's garbage all around, and this is a good option. It's a good option. He's a $10.8 million man. A team doesn't pay a guy $10 million at the tight end spot, and they don't plan on fucking using him. You want that one? Yeah, I want that You can one. go early times. No, no, no. Oh, come on. Fucking Christina put your You way more than me. You're, you're from not a foot You're talk. from Canada. Right. You're a pussy. Canadian. All right. And for myself, I get the defense this week. And I'm going to pick up the narrative that I left off with Tyreek Hill. And I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. They're bottom of the this? barrel, 24% owned in the ESPN leagues. Better take that one. But they're going against yeah. Oakland, who's one, like I said earlier, one and four on the road. Absolutely garbage. Derek Carr can't play in the cold. They lose him by 13 points every game. Derek Carr looked bad last Derek week. Carr is garbage. What happened? Absolutely I garbage. have no idea. Because they were good matchup. all the way up until that week. Great matchup, and he yeah. was playing well, and I started him all over. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. Darren Waller. The Kansas. The interesting thing about the Kansas City Chiefs is, look, they're only they're only twenty four percent owned in Yahoo right now. Mm-hmm. But over the last Yahoo. quarter of the season, four or five games, they've been getting after the passer. I mean, their back end is playing. Their defense is playing well. They're they're yeah. getting sacks. They're turning the ball over. The fantasy community has not caught up on this yet. Well, part of that is Frank so, Frank Clark. To me, is, is really underrated. Is insane. Yeah. One of the best pass rushers yeah. in the league right yeah. now. 
Uh, the the fantasy community is not caught up to the Kansas. Yeah. Well, the other advantage. Yeah. So this is something you can take advantage. Well, the other advantage though is with Frank Clark in that defense is yeah. you have Mahomes on one side who should put up points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Play from behind. It's a fucking lot easier yeah. to play defense. It's a juicy, juicy matchup. Yeah. And if you need to pick up a defense, pick him up. Fucking a stream. Though. Is your wife's juicy? Always. I bet she's wet right now. Yeah. Because BDS is Yeah. Oh, 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 that's God. Your, that's daddy. That's, that's your not daddy. okay. That's dad, not daddy. But maybe that's... Dad, dad, not daddy. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> that's your role. That's I am so role. sorry. Yeah. Mm. I'll take a shot to your wife's wet vagina. <clears throat> um, let's move... Actually, you guys can just keep going because I get to talk. Daily Deep Throat. For the Daily Deep Throat, um, yeah, I'm just going to give you positions. i give you a handful of players at each position. In FanDuel, remember, I play FanDuel, so this is not DraftKings advice. Um, as always, I promise you'll win a 50-50 here. You're never going to go broke with me, but you're not going to get rich either. Here we go. I'm going to give you guys that cost a lot, and I'm going to give you some cheap options as well. At the quarterback position, I love Patrick Mahomes against that Oakland Raiders defense. $8,600 there if you want to go a little bit cheaper. I said it earlier. And I'm sticking fucking by it. This is the get-right game for Jared Goff against Arizona. 7900 bucks. If you don't like that, Wiz loves him some Sam Darnold. So do I. $7,600 in Cincinnati. Or you can go Nick Foles. Again, somebody we've talked about over and over on the show. 7500 bucks is about as cheap as you want to go with a FanDuel quarterback. If you start digging too deep, you're going to lose out on points. Although, to be honest, quarterback's not where you win or lose these things. Uh... Wiz, you know all about losing these things. Oh, you, you're, the the only, you're the only participant in Daily Deep Throat that has not yet won one. Yeah, that is true. But for a while, for at least from like week 8 through week 12, I was always second place. That's not true at all. In week 5, you scored a lot of points. <laughs> I did look at this earlier today. At the running back position, guys, here... As always, I like to spend up on running backs. To me, that's where you get the points. You can find cheap receivers that score lots of points if you're savvy. CMC, long dick over here said it earlier. Um, are you, are you, are you, uh, circumcised? I don't know why I want to know, but I do all of a sudden really want to know. How badly do you want to know? I want to know. You want to come over? Back yep. To that side of the, that side of <laughs> yeah, the studio. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is the play this week. Eleven thousand, eleven thousand dollars though, guys. Immediately 11, back down. Immediately back down. I got a show to do. Eleven thousand dollars is a. I was. I said ten five was too much for this kid a few weeks ago. Now he's eleven thousand dollars. Here's a tip, Wiz. Listen, I found a way to put CMC in my lineup this week because he's worth eleven thousand dollars. Now the general rule of thumb is you need your players to score three times their cost. So he's $11,000. We need at least 33 points from CMC to be worth it. And I don't think he has a problem scoring 33 in FanDuel scoring for him at full PPR. Next up, I said this a few weeks ago as well. If you don't want to pay up for CMC, there's only one other guy in the league playing right now that can score what CMC puts up in a given week. I think he's beat CMC in FanDuel three times on the season. It's Aaron Jones. Playing against the New York Giants. Had a really bad week last week, did Aaron Jones. But for $8,000, you can save three grand and get a guy that has shown that he can produce like CMC. Can I stop you for two seconds? Where's Williams at? I don't 
I don't consider him worth playing at all. Over Aaron Williams at all? In terms of, if, if, if you're trying to buy CMC, the flip side of that tells me I might have to I might have to go after Jamal Williams. Yeah. If Aaron Jones has a bad week and does something Ooh. stupid, Jamal Williams gets in. But even when he gets in, his ceiling is so low that if he costs four, his grand, ceiling's low, but his or sorry, his his floor is high though. I want high ceiling running backs. I will take I will take uh, shot in the dark receivers, but I'm taking the guys with. High ceiling, high floor. If I can, running backs. I don't want to fuck with people that are that are cheap. Yeah. Josh Jacobs this week makes a lot of sense to me in Kansas City because as good as Kansas City has been against that pass rush, getting after the quarterback, they're not good against a running back. And if uh, old Chucky is worth a half a shit as a coach, he's going to feed Josh Jacobs, who has been stellar. Of All late. Chucky's good at. What are you talking about? He has been stellar of late, Josh Jacobs. I think he's got 100 yards in three of his last four. Play him at 7,700 bucks. The play this week. You, you said his name earlier in the show. Saquon Barkley only cost 7600 bucks against a mediocre Green Bay Packers run defense this week. Anytime you can get a guy of Saquon Barkley's caliber who has a potential of Saquon Barkley, talk about a high fucking ceiling for $7,600. I'm buying that in every league I've got. And the last one I like here, Jonathan Williams. He is the replacement running back. Or, yeah, whatever you got. In Indianapolis. Uh, he's starting this week against the Tennessee Titans, which is, you know, they're okay against the run, but 6,800 bucks. Jonathan Williams. No, I remember that one. I, yeah, Canadian. No, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He loves his Canadian beer. He loves Canadian, Canadian beer. Canadian beer is mostly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is piss water. Yeah, that bad. is as bad as Coors Night. If it was a Molson, I mean, if it was a Molson. You're not BDS too much and him numb nuts. <laughs> BDS is a fine wine and. and yeah. BDS, I'm BDS, sure he is. He's also he a Scotch drink sip beer. sipper. Yeah, but he has terrible taste in Scotch. I don't know anything about Scotch. Absolutely terrible taste in Scotch. He tastes. He, he goes for liquid smoke over everything. That's else. what. That, well, that's what. That's what Casey Beckham loves are some smoky shit. That's why we got this fucking growth, whatever. Those are my running backs this week at the wide receiver position. I said I like to go cheap on wide receivers, so I did. I've got a lot of less expensive guys here for you. I will start out as a high at a high dollar guy. To me, the the top tier wide receivers are are rough this week. There's a lot of tough matchups, um, injuries, things like that. I'm shying away from most of them, but the the one that seems like the easiest pick for me, the most lock of the week at the high end of the wide receiver dollar. It's got to be Devontae Adams against those New York Giants. Garbage. $8,000. Not terribly bad. I think he's the fifth or sixth most expensive there, which is decent. Cooper Cup at $7,800. I told you how much I like him. Um, I like Shark here a lot. DJ Shark against the Tampa Bay Bucks. You talked about that game already. Uh, $6,900 is what he's going to cost you. DJ Moore's volume. DJ Moore has had at least 10 targets in five games. He's had like 14 targets in three of the last five games. This guy's getting all of the looks from Kyle Allen. DJ Only Moore has been a top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the been, last four weeks, he's been folks. really yes. good, and he only cost sixty eight hundred dollars this week against the yeah. Washington Redskins. Pay guys. attention to this one, yeah. Washington Redskins. Lastly, Devonte Parker gets to play against the Philadelphia Eagles. If you've listened to this show at all, this is the defensive backfield that I picked on most all year. Philadelphia's defensive backs are really goddamn bad. They're still all injured. None of them are on the field that are worth a shit. Even the ones that are in the fucking workout rooms trying to get right aren't worth a shit. Devontae Parker is the de facto number one for a bad team, granted, but Fitzpatrick can get it done. Devontae Parker's had some good games, and $6,000 is, is, is cheap as shit. And if you're trying to put CMC in your roster, Devontae Parker is your friend at two, six grand. Two questions here on the wide receiver position. One, I don't see anyone listed in the 
Minnesota slash Seattle game is don't want anything to do. with Is it too high? I don't want anything to do with that game in the the, in the past. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. No, I do not think it's. You don't think so? Scoring game? No. Is it in Seattle? Now, now, the pieces that I would pick at the Vikings. You know what? Stephon Diggs is a guy that could have a huge game because Seattle's bad against the pass. Is feeling back? I don't know. I'd be hesitant to start him anyway at whatever he costs. I don't know I'm what sorry. it is. And I'm not picking Lockett because Lockett has no shown what two out of the last four games with zero. DK Metcalf, Josh Gordon. I don't know what is happening in that wide receiver room. I'm not touching that game. I don't want anything to do with that game. I'm not surprised. I, I guess, that game I guess D- Diggs comes up to me a little bit. Yeah, but maybe. But Diggs has also let you down how many times? Um, every other week he does. So I'm not, t- I'm not paying for it. Question number two here. I don't see anyone listed for Arizona. And I realize a lot has to do with where Ramsey lines up. He's he, so right now the people that the people that make the people that look at this stuff and tell you what they expect to happen says Christian Kirk, who is the only wide receiver right now in Arizona that yep. I feel comfortable playing, is gonna be lined up against Ramsey at least eighty percent. Not a good matchup. Not touching it. Larry Fitzgerald had a great early season, has fallen off almost completely, and there's nobody else on that team that I want to part of. I like Kirk a lot, and I think that the not be- against Ramsey. You don't, yeah, not not straight up. You, you're. Right. I think Ramsey is a shutdown I, I, corner. I, I looked at Kirk. I looked at him, but the minute I saw the beat writer say, "Looks like Ramsey's going to face up against him and follow him," I said, "No, thank you. I'm not interested." Well, I just think with Kirk in particular, there are options elsewhere, such as Diddy Westbrook, yeah. AJ Brown. You can spend a lot less to get. There aren't going up a number. You know. Gilmore might be the number one defensive back in the game. Number two, or number one, is Rams. Ramsey's good. All right, let's move to the tight end spot here. Uh, Travis Kelsey's 7,100 bucks, but he's Travis Kelsey against uh, the Oakland Raiders. They suck. But the guy that I'm picking, here's a tip for you, Wiz. You don't want to lose? Follow me. Um, Arizona is the kingmaker, the tight end kingmaker. Any fucking tight end that plays against this team is going to score well. Gerald Everett cost 6300 bucks, which was really tough for me to fit into my lineup with CMC. But thankfully, earlier tonight, Gerald Everett was announced as out for this game, which means Tyler Higby gets the start. $5,500 for Tyler Higby against the tight end kingmaker Arizona Cardinals. Play him. There's no other option you need to hear. Defensive-wise, the Philadelphia Eagles, I know that defensive backfield is bad, and Devontae Parker might have a nice game, but Miami... Gives up points to the defense. They suck. Defenses score touchdowns against Miami. So $5,000 if you want them. I like the Jets playing against Cincinnati. We've mentioned that game a few times. $4,900. Carolina playing against Washington. $4,700. There's never a big dollar spread between any of these defenses. Any one of those is fine. I think I started the Jets this week. But uh, that's my daily deep throat for you this week. Um, we're going to turn it over to our residential Canadian for a little Would You Rather. Sure, dope! Would you rather? All right, first up in our QB spot, we got Jameis Winston at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Money. Going up against Russell Wilson versus the Minnesota Vikings. You got Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston, who's going to throw a pick every other toss. But a touchdown every toss. But a touchdown every third throw. Versus Russell Wilson, who's consistent, will get you something. But a, what do you do? But a doozy you, matchup. You're going to let me but start? a doozy of a matchup. You start. I know doozy of a matchup. Who am I picking? Russell. I will go with Russell. <laughs> um, I like Jameis a lot. Jameis, they're going to put a point to that game. That, that, you, that, you, you, you said it earlier. It's, it's, put the money on the table. There's points to be had. 
I think Russell Wilson does a little bit of everything. You know, I don't think Minnesota is a, Minnesota is not a good enough defense to take everything that Russell Wilson can do, which is one of the most complete quarterbacks in the game away. Yeah, he's he's an MVP caliber candidate. Absolutely. My concern is simply this. I just think this game is going to be a low scoring game. Russell Wilson may have a great game, and that might mean that might mean 240 yards and two touchdowns, but Jameis Winston might throw 360 and four touchdowns. So I'm picking Winston for his outstanding ceiling. And should we hit the floor instead and I lose this one, I am comfortable losing that on the back of a guy that can, that can yeah. score fantasy points and lose football <laughs> games with the best of them. <laughs> Lots of upside potential there. So going on to the QB number two, we got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been magic, incredibly magic inconsistent. Man. Incredibly inconsistent against versus Jacoby Brissett going up against the Tennessee Titans, who's gotten a beaten up team, doesn't have a lot of options there. What do we do? But so the thing is, like you said, Fitzpatrick is wildly up and down. The thing that the the word that pops into my mind when you say Jacoby Brissett is that he has been the model of consistent. He's not. He doesn't have a huge ceiling, but his ceiling and floor is almost identical. He is consistent as fuck. And I'm gonna stay with my character, like Russell here. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick with my own, my own character here, and I'm the gonna pick flip flop for the reasons. I'm gonna pick the erratic, high potential against my favorite defensive backfield to pick on, and I'm going Fitz Magic. Yeah, I'm gonna go complete opposite here, folks. I did not. I had I had Fitzpatrick last week. I did not start him in his place. I started Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins won his game, and Fitzpatrick fucking. Lost his game, but he fucking put up fantasy points. Doesn't That's what he's done every fucking lose. week. Philadelphia is a terrible defense. It's just awful. I will take Fitzpatrick. You said you're going the opposite. I picked Fitzpatrick. Jesus. No, you're drunk as shit. Indian whiskey, bait. You want to finish that bottle? All right, so they disagreed and went with Fitzpatrick. We're right. keep it. Excellent. We both agree. Excellent. Moving on to running backs. We're ignoring Christian McCaffrey here because he's a clear number one choice. So we go on to our number two and number three choice here. Dalvin Cook and Seattle Seahawks are Leonard Fournette. Leonard. I know. Take one of these. Versus <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do we do? High upside potential right You're now. up first? I know who I'm picking. Wiz, who you got? not a hard one for me. Both have upside. One. One. Might be better. Yeah, it's got? easy for me too. I will take Delvin Cook. He's been the number two fantasy player, fa- number two fantasy running back in the games this year against Seattle. Seattle's a bad defense, which is garbage. I'll take it every day of the week. It's easy for me. The concern is no concern. I'm nuts. This is a concern. Delvin Cook. It, Delvin Cook had an insane beginning of the year, but he is losing touches left and right to Alexander Madison. He's losing red zone touches to Alexander Madison, which is concerning. Has he lost a touchdown? To I, I don't. I the yes, answer is no, no. He has not. I promise you, he's lost. He has not yet. But but as I said before. The Tampa Bay Bucks run defense is, to me, maybe one of the top three scariest uh, opponents so to are, face you're, you're in fantasy. My pick. I am picking Dalvin Cook here against the Seahawks because Leonard Fournette was the number one fantasy running back in the league last week, which is I lost my See, week, they, and I might not make the playoffs after being one all fucking week a year because Leonard Fournette. But I'm picking Dalvin Cook because I'm not touching a running back. You're digressing time. too much here. The fact of the matter is this: is they were behind last week against fucking Denver. They came back and won. 
And guess what? This motherfucker put up tons of points in the second half when they were behind. No, he does it when they're in front. He does it when they're behind. I love it. He likes it when he's in behind or in front. So Missionary style so or not. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I Who agree doesn't? with them. I just prefer to be in the bottom. Yeah. For me, it's got to be Dalvin Cook. I just want to for every for every you don't uh, get the pick. I absolutely get the pick oh. for every carry that he takes away. He picks up receptions. You're that's, right about that. that's the end of the story. Right he's there. a stud. Absolutely. All right. So moving on, Oof. running back number two, Derrick Henry at the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. or Todd Gurley at the Arizona it. Cardinals. Tough one. Motherfucker. So what you don't know about the history of this show is that I have so much. I have such a backlog of hatred. Towards Derrick Henry. Not warranted. So much hatred over the years towards Derrick Henry that it's hard for me ever to say his name in any kind of positive light. Um, take Fournette, man. All season long, the core defense straight has been... <laughs> yeah, take Fournette in this matchup. Has been Derrick Henry or Gurley. Take Fournette. True to form, I'm taking Gurley. I'm not going to tell you why. What? Good job. No, I don't want to take Derrick Henry. I'll take Henry. I'll take Henry. Thank I like Henry. He's the best player here. He's number five running back overall against Indianapolis Colts. Give him a point. Um, number one yards per touch guy in the league outside number of Number one Jackson. yards per touch. What did you say again? Number one yards per touch. Which is stupid because that's coming off a career of 2.2 yards per touch. And he does, he, he doesn't get receptions, folks. Unlike McCaffrey, who just gets the ball all the time. This guy just fucking pounds the shit out of the ball and gets points. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Nice. Going on to running back number three. I like this one. Mark Ingram versus San Francisco 49ers or Miles Sanders. That's Miami Dolphins. Understand that Jordan Howard is out again this week. Miles Sanders gets the nod as a starting back. Yeah. I just traded Miles Sanders away away for Nicole Hardman in a number three overall pick. In next year's you gave up a four, so don't pretend like it's. I give a number nine. No, oh, good, good one, good one. I give a number nine. Don't say number four. <laughs> um, Mark Ingram is going against San Fran. I told you how good San Fran actually really was, and how good that defensive line is, how good that linebacking core is. Um, Sanders has an easy matchup, folks. Can anyone name anyone that still exists on the Miami Dolphins defense? Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard. But he doesn't have anything to do with Doesn't guard Miles Sanders, folks. Miles Sanders is his choice here. Yep. All right. Um, I haven't chosen yet. Oh. Calm your shit. Calm your fucking. My apologies. Down. I thought yeah. you were going to give an example and this, pick someone without this one's naming already one. Yeah. I'm going clear. to take. So, so. Very clear choice. Interestingly here, I know we were talking earlier about the uh, preseason rankings. <laughs> one of the three of us. Only one of the three of us had a lot of love preseason going in for one of these two guys. It was it was Mark Ingram because of Greg Ingram, Roman, and I was the guy that liked him because Gre- this is what Greg Roman does. I'm taking Mark. No, Ingram. no, no. You're short selling Greg Roman here. Greg, what, what, what? Greg, Greg Roman's Roman, great. No, fucking what run. he did here is resurrected Lamar Jackson, folks. Don't tell me Mark Ingram hasn't been a successor as well. Well, absolutely, he has. It's the wrong word, but I'm taking Mark Ingram over Miles Sanders <laughs> against the fucking 49ers. Do you want to bet this one straight up? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, we um, already did bet it straight yay! up. Yay! <laughs> no, we're going to be individual betting this one. Go ahead. All right, moving on. Wait, to- wait. So, so I should tell you, yeah, you, you don't know this about this show, but I we've don't. been doing this show for a season, almost two seasons now. Sure. We've done this segment every week. Mm-hmm. So two out of every three weeks, each of us gets to participate. Wiz has never won. Uh, he's, he's lying. He has never won. He's never beat me. He's never beat the Bullfrog. When's the last time you won? I don't know if I've won this year. I'll be asking that. Oh, anyone not last year? Either. All right, so we're third. You're zero for thirteen. So we can talk all the shit. Cincinnati Bengals of picking here. <laughs> hey, hey, num nuts. Well done. Um, that's me. Wait, yeah. Which which one? Which well, you're one? both. You both. You yeah, numbnuts yeah. too. Yeah. Well, he's from Canada. We're so from Canada. Canada. Nuts are, yeah, permanently numb. It's because it's cold. Permafrost. Yeah, that's like the new name for you there. I like permafrost? that. One. We'll just call him permafrost. Permafrost. That's your new name. Permafrost. Hey, he's got more. Would you rather's for us? Got more. We got four more wide receivers. We haven't even touched the receiver. And we have a running back to go. You took Mark Ingram numbnuts. It's a bad pick. Yeah, maybe. That's easy. I bet I'd be easy. Let's go. All right. All right. Last Fourth, running back. last running back category here. And we just got- to clarify, who won the most bets last year? Who won the most bets? What does that have to do with? Would you rather sixty percent? Yeah, but now you're zero for thirteen, so you're zero percent this season. Not in bets. It's the Detroit Lions of <sighs> Detroit Lions. All right. Anyways, moving on to running backs. Let's keep it going with nuts. Melvin Gordon at the Denver Broncos, guy with upside potential, versus Ronald Jones at Jacksonville Jaguars. Also a lot of upside potential there. What do we see? Ronald Jones took over. He has taken over. Um, I'm going to pick Melvin Gordon. You want to give reasons, or are you just going to make a statement here? What do we got? So since Melvin Gordon came back, every week, slowly and steadily, he's gotten more touches. He's gotten better and better and better in that role. He is going to be the reason that Wiz and I win our Dynasty League. I'm riding him hard and heavy here in Denver against the Drew Locke-led Denver Broncos, who can't stay on the field. I I, I predict eight three and outs for Drew Locke. You're not gonna, you're not expecting a Jared Goff. I'm expecting a here. Mitchell Trubisky situation, <laughs> which means three and out. Okay, go ahead. Here's the problem that I have in this whole game. Okay. I think Banjo is still one of the, I mean, one of the best defensive play callers that exist in the NFL. Sure. On the Denver Broncos side of the game, this will be a low score, very, very, very low scoring game. Sure. Locks there, Broncos are there, and Rivers has played like shit. Shit. Okay. That hasn't stopped Melvin Gordon, so they're going to rely upon the rushing. So do they stop all Do we do we actually think that the that this terrible offensive line can run on the Broncos? The answer is no. We do not think this. The oh. answer is simple here. It's Ronald Jones against Jacksonville Jaguars. You said earlier. Been good. The money is on this game for winning the one of the highest scoring games. And Ronald Jones has put up points week in, week out. I don't mind Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a high ceiling and a very... Sorry, a high floor and a very low ceiling. Because the fucker does not know how to score in the end zone. He just doesn't do it this year. I have. He hasn't showed up. And I may have gotten the last two wrong, but that pick's going to win it for me. Let's go wide receivers. Well, do you, can we make an individual bet in this one, too? No. Why not? Why? Bet number three for the single podcast? You have... Oh, we've made way more how bets How many more? Three. Okay. Fine. It's a bet! I, I, 
yeah, I'll make that bet. That's an e- that's the easiest bet we've made in a long time. You know, you know, you have you set the precedent early on last year that we don't make bets during this because we are in we are okay. making bets uh, anyway. Yeah, hit me with the wide receivers. Right. Wide receivers. receivers. Wait, 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 wait. We have a shot of Evan. What is this? You take him with us. Why would we pour one? For, you pour one for us. And well, you do. I didn't. You. No, actually, this is early. Times. You actually poured it for me. This is early time. You didn't pour one for me. Why you pour it for me? Well, I talk. All right, here. so, so I'll let's, start let's, this. No, let me, let me. I haven't named the people yet. It's my turn to go first. No, it's your turn. <laughs> so let me start. Dewey's nuts. <laughs> we got Mike Evans at the game we've been talking about the entire night at the Jacksonville Jaguars, or Devontae Adams at the New York Giants. I don't Who think I get to go. He gets to go first. Oh, I thought I you go first. I my apologies. Wiz, take it's it an away. easy one though. Yeah, to me, it is Devonta Adams, folks. Devonta Adams is going against the New York Giants, who've been fucking terrible, and they're bad. They will give up points. And the best part about this is Daniel Jones will score points against this team. The, pro- uh, the problem is, I like Devonta Adams. Mike Evans has a 50-50 chance of being the number one receiver overall because that's what he's done all year. But I think Devontae Adams is going to be the number three regardless of what happens. So it's a 50-50 shot. Which one wins? And I'm taking Adams as well. All right. Cheers, cheers, toast. Cheers. Thanks for coming to the show. Studio goddamn C. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> it's so much better than the Indian stuff, though. No, but quickly. That is massively yeah. better. That might be the easiest pick. Like, you're not going to lose on that pick. No. No, the easiest choice. pick of the day was Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones. No, no. Ooh. That pick in general, though, you like, they're going to put a point, is my point. You might lose because when Mike Evans decides, when Jameis Winston decides Mike, it's Mike Evans' turn, Mike Evans goes for 220 and four touchdowns. But like, you, it's possible. You're right. Godwins are more consistent. I love me some Godwin. Probably the number one receiver overall last week. We're going to get to him. <clears throat> so, Ooh! coming up next is the other person we've been talking about and that same exact fucking game we've been talking about the entire night. Ooh, this is a face DJ head-to-head. Clark Jr., head-to-head Tampa Bay shark. Bucks. Shark. What did I say? C-H-A-R-K. You're too drunk to read. Well, I mean, it's you wrote Clark. Clark. You were I did too write drunk Clark. to write. Clark's more drunk right now. God damn. You. DJ Shark. I'm drunk, but you might be actually more hammered. Good. Are you sure? It's, I know. It's ah, fuck. All right, DJ Shark versus the Tampa Bay Bucks or Chris Godwin at the Jacksonville. I like this, this. This one's good because I think both of these guys are going to have great weeks. I, I pick both of these guys to finish top 10 easy. I'm going to take... I, you know, I, deep throat in that one. God, you know how much I love Wait, Chris Godwin, aren't you? You you're used to that. You know how much I love Chris Godwin. I'm taking DJ Shark this week. Jeez, I love it. You this and I have not picked a single one together. This, this is easy. I know. I'll take Chris Godwin. This, this is a great pair. This is high, dude. This is going to be a high-scoring game. That's my game. Godwin. That's my right. game. I'm great at doing decisive, indecisive picks for running backs and quarterbacks. Shitty with wide receivers. Perfect. So let's take it on to number three and see what we got. Stefan Diggs at the Seattle Seahawks or Cooper Cup. You might be the best Cardinals. matchup ever. I, it's a tough one. Told tough. You, hey, I told you earlier. Start oh, yeah. with Wiz on this one. Not to know Cooper Cup on this one. And the other, the comp here is Stefan Diggs against Seattle. Um... I'm going to flip the script on this one. I will side with nuts on this one. I will go Cooper Cup against Cardinals only because I think there will be more points scored. Yeah, Cooper Cup is, or Stefan Diggs rather, is, is similar to Mike Evans is that either he's going to have a great game, which is nowhere near Mike Evans' great games, let's be fair about that, or he's going to have a lucky game where he catches one pass or six yards. Um, I, I think this is my, this is my, I've picked Cooper Cup as a stud. Like, 
This is not a question. But for me. don't let that sell us short to the listeners right here. And, and Stefan Diggs and how good he's been every other week. Yeah. Great, he's, every other he's week. still 100, been hundred plus in a touchdown. Still been a still been a top Look, ten wide receiver. Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup over the course of the season. These two guys are a big reason that we're number one in our dynasty. Yep. But Cooper, great, we love having the, them. the difference here is that the amount of points scored in Cooper Cup against Arizona Cardinals will be higher than than fucking Minnesota against Seattle. Yeah, I think it's going to be a score game. Yes. Yeah. All right, bringing it up to our last wide receiver, we got Devontae Parker versus Philadelphia Eagles, or the unknown and now Sean Jeffrey at the Miami Dolphins. Dweez Nuts takes away. So I'm going to contradict myself here. Um, in, 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 here's what I mean by that. I know Alshon Jeffrey's coming back this week, and Alshon Jeffrey scores touchdowns when he's, when he plays. But I think for Philadelphia in this game against Miami, the way that they're going to, the way that they're going to gain yards, first downs, and score is in the run game, and that Miles Sanders that I picked against earlier. Um, at the, you know, Miami, it's interesting to me when I look at these, these defensive rankings, but the Miami Dolphins pass defense has been good all year, not because it's a good pass defense, but because teams run the ball against them because they're running the clock out for 30 minutes out of 60 every week. Okay. So I don't think Alshon Jeffrey has the amount of volume necessary for that pass game to be good. Are as good as it needs to be this week. At the same time, I think Devontae Parker and Miami are always trying to catch up. Philadelphia's defensive backfield, I've said it a hundred times, sucks shit. I'm taking Devontae Parker to go with my Fitzmagic pick earlier as a would-you-rather stack. Yeah, my, it, To me, it's a pretty easy pick. I'm not going to elongate like Numbnuts does here. <laughs> it's, it's Devontae elongate. Parker, folks. I said that because you couldn't do it to start with. I'd say that'd be a first. <laughs> um, Slightly Jeffrey, below average. I'm happy with what I've got. Jeffrey just hasn't put up. He just can't put up cave. points. He just doesn't do it on a routine basis. Devontae Parker has the, the, the higher fucking ceiling here is definitely with Parker. Jeffrey, nuts. Just said it. The chances are going to go up. They're going to get up early. In Miami will play from behind, which plays to Parker's advantage. I'm going with Parker. Mm. All right. I disagree strongly, actually, on this one. That will speak out. Alshon Jeffrey. You want to bet this one? What's the bet? It's this a is, shot. This is the bet. It's oh, a shot. shot. Oh, yeah. We'll have to uh, hey, FaceTime. Asshole. FaceTime. The last fucker that showed up in the show yeah. and didn't take shots, though. I just no, want to I'll clarify. The, the next shots. time we saw him, we each hit him with a golf club. He doesn't. Fu- he's not alive any longer. Well, he's alive, but he wasn't when we, as soon as he he's turned around. He's missing an eye. We hit him with a golf club. It's a bet. Yay! We're doing it. I don't back down from bets. That's Do it. my boy. Who you got? So in this last segment, um, this is a survivor pick'em segment. Wiz and I have been out for a while. He's been out a lot less long than I have. But if you're still in your survivor pick'em, Congratulations, 13 weeks is a long way to go. We did our best to pick teams that you probably haven't selected yet. Well, Wiz didn't, but the rest of us did. <laughs> teams that you probably haven't picked yet that have a good shot at winning their game. So if you're still in it, um, I, I'll kick us off here. I think the New York Jets are are a team that hasn't been picked a lot, and they're out of that group of teams the best lock to win this game. We've talked about this game several times already. Cincinnati's bad. They're not going to win a game this year. 
I bet they win one, but it's not going to be this week because the Jets have been playing well. Sam Darnold has been playing well. Sam Darnold is uh, Wiz's start of the week. Use that love. Take that win. Number two here to me, it's Green Bay versus the Giants. It's a fucking easy pick. I can't believe I'm actually saying I can't believe you guys didn't need put this on the fucking board. Why would you it's not? Week, it's this? week 13. I think a lot of people have scraped bottom the of the back, barrel. The Packers already. Yeah, who hasn't picked the Packers by week 13? I mean, I looked at I can tell you this. Seven and a half point favorite. The Packers were not favorite. With Matt LaFleur in his early. Early. They, they were not. They were not a favorite. But they so, are now. I mean, they are now. So it's like, to me, it's not that, like you say scrape. There's a chance you still have There's the Packers. There's a chance you still have them. And this is a good week. It's an easy week against the Giants. Goddamn right, you're picking the Green Bay Let Packers. Let me quote the Big Wiz from a few minutes ago. Um, the Big Wiz said... Wait, what does the Big Wiz say? Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, the, other thing, the other thing I would tell you guys this. Oh, God, I don't, oh the big quote from the Big Wiz earlier. Daniel Jones will score points against this team. Yeah, doesn't mean... He- Fucking giant, three mil win. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, you said that a couple. I, minutes I ago. guess, needless to say, here, folks, is that Green Bay will put points and they will win this game. It doesn't. I mean, the Giants will. Giants are go, guaranteed to lose. To be honest with you, and score. Okay, yeah. And for me, it's Chargers over the Broncos. We're week 13. I've been participating in Survivor League here, but so I figured I'd take the tough matchup. And who the fuck would have taken the Chargers at any other point in time of the two, season? Two things. Two Please. things that I need to mention here. Go for it. One, the first, well, maybe the third rule of mm. playing a survivor pool is this, Permafrost. Don't pick your favorite <laughs> team to win ever. <laughs> he is a Chargers fan. Went to NC State. Loves him it, some Phillip Rivers. Some four interceptions yeah. a game, Phillip Rivers. Absolutely. Never pick NC your team. Um, second point here is when you take a word and you pluralize that word, putting apostrophe between the word and the S makes you look like a goddamn tool. Oh, goddamn it. Can I tell you something? Goddamn it. I made that choice on my phone, so yes, I'm going to blame the autocorrect yes, on sir. that one. But that's okay. Yes, sir. Okay, so the last thing that we do every week is this. Permafrost will leave it to you. You need to tell the listeners the lesson of the day. What's one thing that you learned today over the course of the show? Or this week with, with hanging out with fucking Dewey's Nuts. Give me your lesson of the week. Lesson of if the week. Everybody needs to play with your family. What would you recommend? Everything, no, everybody no, no. needs to. Absolutely not. Lesson of the week is that Dweez Nuts lies about on 25% of everything that he's saying. That's a lower so percentage than most people say. Everything that he's saying, take with three <clears throat> grains of salt. All right. So there are your lessons of the week. There's your show. Thank you very much to the Canadian permafrost himself, Mr. Webcode Weak Chin, this guy. Um, probably won't ever see you again until we get you on uh, FaceTime to force you to take all the shots that you lost bet-wise to us. Wiz, thanks for having us. Studio C, it's been real. Just based on the acoustics, I'm not sure we'll be in here again ever. <laughs> so enjoy it. That Have was the good. point, motherfucker. Have a good week. And more important than anything else is that you should go ahead and fuck right off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.